What's going on? Welcome to episode 124 of the WorkPrints Gamescast, brought to you by theworkprint.com. As always, I'm joined by one faithful co-host, Kevin, and one traitorous SOB, Bilal. What's up, guys? Oh, no, okay. we'll get to you. I, I, you know I, I why. Understand. I understand. You know why. Yes. All right, let's not play games. All right, we're going to start off with Kevin. What's up, Kevin? <laughs> okay, I always wait for Bilal to go first. No, 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 no. Um, not this week. <laughs> what's up, Kevin? Yeah, uh, it's a great time. It's a great time in life, man. You know, um, everything's everything. That sounds that sound like you just took a J to the face the way you just said that. It's, just, it's a great time, man. <laughs> everything's all good. all good. Isn't it, though? Like, all you need is tears yeah, in yeah, the kingdom. Yeah. And everything oh, else can gosh. just be like, everything else could be terrible. You know, <laughs> everything could be terrible. I could have, you know, lost four straight rounds at Kansas City. Uh, could have win only won one match, but <laughs> I have tears of the kingdom. So who cares? I know? was this is what see this is what happens right is that the video games they rot your mind and then you're you're weak when it comes to you know real combat. Uh, no, so yeah, tell us about how was the event. So you went to Kansas City for this past weekend's RLE uh, regional licensing exam. Yeah, uh, how did that go? Uh, the regional for universities, man. I tell you, the Legendary Wolf Games put on a show. They did it better than any regional I've been to. And I'm talking about Yu-Gi-Oh! I'm talking about Dragon Ball Super. I'm talking about mm -hmm. whatever else. They did crazy stuff. They had the uh, the best side event I've ever seen ever, which uh -huh. is the Calvary Battle. So basically, uh, you pay 15 bucks uh, on the first day. You get four wristbands. You wear those wristbands, or you don't wear them, but uh, you can. And you bet them like uh, Yu-Gi-Oh! Season 1. What was that? Uh, Duelist Kingdom? Bet him Duelist Kingdom style against other players all weekend long. And you just accrue more wristbands. At the end of the weekend, you turn them in, you get one pack each for every wristband you got. Um, and you can rebuy in if you lose all your wristbands. And there's one player who has the 10 million point wristband. That wristband, whoever has the most wins in 10 million point wristband matches at the end, or headband, matches at the end of the weekend, gets a case of undaunted rate of the new set that's yet to come out that's awesome so do you get the case then and there or is it like they'll ship it to you when it when it actually comes yeah. out okay. then yeah. Yeah, yeah i wish they did have a case <laughs> so um, so how's that pass is it just like whoever has the most wins has it at the time or is it just like you lose if you lose with it you have to pass it over yeah so uh whoever there's a physical headband for the 10 million pointer uh whoever if you, you lose that match you pass it over to the next guy every one of those matches with the 10 million point headband gets recorded mm -hmm. at the booth so mm -hmm. they tally up who has the most wins at the end of the weekend mm -hmm. um the problem with it this time was that you have to wear that headband after all these other people have worn it that's gross no no one yeah it was pretty disgusting i'm not even gonna lie <laughs> but, um on friday uh there's like 20 of us in the hall and one of the people in the hall because because the uh, the owner of Legendary Wolf started with the headband, right? Okay. And but the person who challenged him just happened to be Travis Tangerman. If you don't know who Travis Tangerman is, he is one of the best players in the world. <laughs> so he racked up four wins on Friday, and nobody was catching him. It, it, first of all, you had to beat Travis. Yeah. And then and he's playing in the main event, so it's kind of hard to challenge him at all because right, you're just playing in a regional here. Yeah. Um, and then not only do you have to beat Travis, then you have to win your next match, which is not against Travis. But then he's going to challenge you back 
what right. you can do after that. So you have to basically beat him twice, uh, and you have to win a bunch of other matches. So it was tough. Um, I believe he won that. But just in general, it was cool to just be gambling uh, wristband points all over the place. And mm-hmm. they flooded us with packs. I took a picture of it. I think I got about like 20 uh, tournament packs just for random stuff all weekend long. The uh, The space was great. The venue was great. The food was great. Like everything was crazy. Uh, Kansas City barbecue, top notch. Hell yeah. Top notch. That was crazy. I've got so, one important question. Yeah. Um, how many people immaturely made a Mardi Gras beads type joke with the bracelets? <laughs> oh, uh, nobody <laughs> did that. Uh, they, you know what? They should have announced it even better. Like I had fun with the event, but everybody else, not everybody else. A lot of other people were like, yo, are they going to give me my bands? Like, how do I get bands? It's like, dude, he just said, go buy them for $15. Like, was I the only one paying attention anyway? So they could have done a better job announcing it. But yeah, like there's nobody, no, nobody did anybody Gras stuff. I think when we do our event, cause we got to do event like that one time, we got to mm-hmm. do something like that at the store. We do that. We'll see what happens. Maybe we'll right. maybe we'll use Mardi Gras beats. That'd be kind of cool. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. Um, let's uh let's let's give him a chance to talk. Bilal, how how have you been besides breaking my heart? I'm, and, uh, I'm what's I'm, what's I'm new? So- I'm sorry, my heart is broken too. Mm-hmm. I, I I'm sorry. Um, mm-hmm. no, I I had my birthday over the weekend. Uh, hey, happy birthday! Yeah, thanks, man. The big three five. <laughs> no congrats yeah. three five is a big one that's a good yes yeah, well, a good one. yeah um what happened um I, i've got gifted uh a whole set of one piece uh, box uh set mangas so i have all four box sets uh so that's 90 volumes of one piece for me to now read i've been told i'm not allowed to ask for a book for another two years yeah, um, sounds fair my buddies gifted me a custom-made version of Salem, um, which is like a card game who's done, who's done it. And it's like pictures of my friends and family <laughs> with like special abilities, uh, which is uh, really neat. Uh, and then on Monday, my wife took me out on a spa day to Sojo over in Edgewater. And that place is amazing. Who knew uh, a pool that where water just beat you in the back was exactly what I needed. <laughs> <laughs> It's uh Wait, what? Yeah, it's it's like a hydrotherapy pool. And so you go in, there's like all oh. these different stations and like you just like go, you press the button and then like these jets shoot out at you from uh behind, uh like all hitting all different types of your body. And you just do that and saunas and uh there's like a pool with stones in them where you can just walk and it like it's like a foot massage. Ooh. It's painful. It's it's it was unbelievable. Um yeah. they did a volcanic sand bath where you got buried in uh, sand from Japan, uh, volcanic sand from Japan, uh, for about 15 minutes. It's just like, it's, I don't know, it's, it's crazy. It, it felt amazing. So this uh, sounds like one of the places that have like the rocks on fire that you can walk on. Was it like that? It, it didn't have that, but I wouldn't put it past them. <laughs> but it, oh, okay. It, yeah, it was. You just didn't it, it see it. That's what it was. I, I didn't, I didn't see, it. see it. There, were, there was yeah. one area under construction. Um, yeah, but like, yeah, they had like a silk bath, which was just like a carbon water bath where like the carbons increase and it helps like increase like, um, it, it, like it expands your capillaries. So your blood flows uh, much better. 
And so it's good for people with, like high cholesterol or high blood pressure. And it's just like, like I literally just felt good. Like I, you know, you don't, I didn't have my phone with me. It was just a way to unplug and relax. Like and all the pools are heated to just like the perfect temperature. So I honestly didn't know how badly I needed it. And so I'm just very ha happy my wife was able to, um, uh, you know, just plan that day. And, you know, we got to do that. On the other hand, awesome. I broke my other wife's ha heart. I'm sorry, Rob. Um, so wife. just a bit, a bit of a also, recap. I'm, I'm the husband. I don't know okay. what this is like. <laughs> Uh, uh, I, yeah, so, so, so I go, I go with my wife to watch Fast X, uh, and I, I bring up, I'm like, Hey, um, you know, Rob and I have been trying to figure out Gen Con, uh, would you be interested? Like, you know, we haven't done a trip. We could, you know, be a couple of days. We could leave our son with my parents. Uh, he'll be my, you know, he's been really good with them so far. Uh, it shouldn't be a problem. She's like, yeah, yeah. Like, what are the dates? She's like, you know, God, she's like, I'm in like, let, let's do this. And so, uh, I tell her the dates and she's like. I think that's your cousin's wedding. And I'm like, what, what are you talking about? And I'm like, that's a second cousin. And she's like, but you still have to go. And on top of that, your aunt's going to be in town and staying with your parents. And, uh, you know, there's not going to be, you know, it's going to be a lot for them to watch him and help them out since they're much older. And I was just like, okay, let's, after this, we'll go to my parents. We'll figure, we'll figure out what the dates are. And she's like, it's that weekend. And I was like, no! Uh, and then I, I immediately texted uh, Rob. Uh, and I was just like, Rob, I'm sorry. I just, it's soul crushing. I really want to go too, because like, like Lorcana's drop in there with mm -hmm. early product. And I was part of a Lorcana Facebook group, which I had to leave because people were just complaining. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, yeah. part of the thing that happened with Gen Con is yeah. so Gen Con for a lot of their events. So, okay, so we did PAX Unplugged this yeah. past December, right? And so for tournaments and stuff, you have to sign up ahead of time, but you can usually sign up. The signups are like a day before or a day of, right? Part of it is because they want to make sure the people signing up are actually there, you know? And so, but Gen Con, and all the signups are free. Gen Con sells tickets to certain events, and they're like $5, 10 $15, however much they are. And they sell out immediately. So there was like... Mm, maybe a hundred ninety. I think it was ninety uh, different tickets for Lorcana related stuff. Whether it's like essentially a starter deck battle, a even demos that they were holding, holding and stuff like that. Uh, they were selling tickets to, and so people got upset because they sold out immediately. I mean, people were as soon as they went live, people were like three thousand in the three thousandth in the queue, right? And so um, that's never fun. Yeah, Jeez. and so it's also one of those things like that doesn't mean you can't get product they're still gonna have a booth there they're still gonna be selling it and stuff like that that also doesn't mean that you can't do a, a i mean i don't know what their plan is but they might have just like just like at packs unplugged they might have a table where they are doing demos on a regular basis right and so uh but that was like across the board with i think a lot of popular events at at gen con uh all, everything was sold out it wasn't just one i saw people complaining about yeah um one piece sold so, out as well yeah fairly instantly yeah. for their both their uh events yeah and so um yeah so people were pretty upset with that whole system i personally don't care because all i really <laughs> want to do is buy product and then go check out like you know what other weird new upcoming board games and stuff are, are going to be there um so i i don't i'm i'm fine especially since like as long as if it's anything like PAX Unplugged, but bigger, I know I'm going to have a blast.
Yeah. Uh, and, I'm uh, also hoping to get some, you know, interviews in. Although I don't know who's going to record them since the, you know, person who was supposed to go with me isn't going to be there. You, you can do it. You Just have a anyway. son. We'll see. Yeah, you he can't. So, so that weekend. So here's the mm. funny thing, right? Mm. That weekend is my in-laws have a family reunion every summer, right? Oh, Where it's like yeah. 50 or 60, that. you know, cousins and stuff like that. And I go every year. And this year, it's that weekend. So I have my priorities in order and said, you take the kids. I'm going to Gen Con. And so TJ's going to be uh, oh. at that while I'm at Gen Con. So I, is it I, your family or your wife's family? My wife's family. Wife's family. Yeah, I mean, yeah. there you go. Yeah. This is one's on I, more listen, my side. If it was, if it would be. Trust me, it would be much easier if it was my family. Oh. I wouldn't even think twice. I'd be like, "Sorry, guys." Yeah. Be, I'll be see like, you guys. "Babe, I made a commitment with Bilal yeah. on the website." Yep, yep. <laughs> Just... Sorry, gotta gotta go. You know. Yeah. Um, now I'm over here recruiting whoever I can to to come with me. Uh, I've already got a couple people who are gonna be going. So nice. I won't be completely by myself, and maybe I can convince one of them to just hold on to, uh, I guess, my cell phone. Cell uh, phone? Why don't you bring your DSLR? <clears throat> um, because cell phone actually easier. <laughs> and I don't, I don't have a. Mm, I do have the lens for it. I don't have the mic. And I was carrying it around all day in the convention. Like, yeah, that's that sort of thing. Yeah. So, so the thing I was looking into, right, is that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was also thinking that with the cell phones, so Rode makes these portable um, shotgun mics. No, not even shotgun mics. Lav mics that you can connect to a cell phone, and so both people can be mic'd up. Um, and so I might take a look into into doing that. This way, when I am doing the interviews, we can get better audio than just with a shotgun. Yeah, um, the shot. Um, depending on like the venue too, like the shotgun. Right. Shotgun is cl- it's cleaner for sure, but if it. The, venue echoes it's a right. nightmare yeah um so mm. we'll 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 take a look and I'll, I'll have to figure that out um yeah i'll help you uh yeah i will figure out planning i'll like at least help you with that stuff uh so uh, you can do all uh, the fun stuff uh-huh Yay. anyway <laughs> uh yeah as for me this past weekend had a whole bunch of family in town pools finally open and so just had some some summer fun my sister's birthday was the monday the week before Memorial Day, so everybody came down for the long weekend. I had 12, no, four, no, 12, 12 family members visiting. Um, it was uh, it was a good time. It was a tiring time. By by Tuesday, I was exhausted. Um, but um, by pool, you mean the moat that surrounds the chateau? Oh, my God. Anyway, let's go ahead and get into what we've been playing. Uh, Kevin, I know you're bursting at the seams. Why don't you go ahead and tell us? About your experience with Tears of the Kingdom. Yeah, um, it's really the only thing I've been playing. And I did go ahead and uh, pay the uh, $15 to have access to um, Star Wars. Not touching that because Tears of the Kingdom, probably the only game you need to play this year. So freaking amazing. Um, Jumping into Tears of the Kingdom is like the opposite experience in a lot of ways from Breath of the Wild. Breath of the Wild is a very much so right brain, let your creativity flow freely and just like paint experience, right? Like you go around and you just figure out ways to do things. You still do something similar in Tears of the Kingdom, but as you guys have seen like on YouTube and TikTok and all that stuff, it's a very left brain experience because you're creating 
all these constructs and all the shrines are redone around building a construct in order to solve a puzzle. It's no longer just like figure out how to get over there. Now right. it's figure out how to build a thing, how to engineer a, a, a product almost to get you over there. Mm-hmm. And it's, I have never wanted, uh, like if I had a son or if I had a daughter, um, and I do play this game with my niece, I've never wanted her to play a game more because it's just so inviting to, uh, to train the left side of your brain, uh, your spatial awareness. It's wild. Um, and you guys, uh, I'm trying to think about what you guys know and what you don't. You guys have seen the upside down. No, I've heard mention of it, but I have not. The, the chasms. Yes. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That's that's it. You get in there. It's like, Oh, this is stranger things. This is awesome. Um, that is uh, one of the scariest experiences <laughs> I've ever had in my life. Hats off to them for going, yo, okay, we have Breath of the Wild. Breath of the Wild was such a crazy experience because you have this wide open map and it feels endless in a lot mm-hmm. of ways, right? It's so big, it's so expensive. You just go and there's no, like, you don't run into an invisible wall ever. You just kind of go. And, um, and so they come back to come back in a sequel usually a lot of game studios would be like okay how do we make the map bigger like we have to add square footage right like how do we add square footage to a map that's so big that's going to add development time it's going to add costs going to blah 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 and they're like well are we we're telling a continuation of the story so we're in the same universe we're in the same town uh kingdom that's what the word i'm looking for we're in the same kingdom so how do we how do we you know not give them the exact same map and update it so that it feels new fresh and everything like that and they just say hey let's um let's just add a basement and a and a and an attic right 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 and it's so crazy because you have to continuously go back and forth uh in order to do everything i just try to uh fill out the map uh for the ground for I don't know, I guess I'll call it the first floor for the actual for actual kingdom of Hyrule. Filled it out and then realized, oh my God, I have two more maps that I need to fill out. <laughs> these are actually still blank. Yeah. It was so wild. Oh my God. Uh the and the okay. I don't want to get too spoilery. I I mean do you guys know what happens after you beat the I'm gonna call them Divine Beasts, so because I don't want to spoil the names of them. But do you guys know what happens after you beat the Divine Beast? What powers no. you get? No. Okay. No. That I don't. Um, okay, I'm not going to go into that then. Uh, it's really interesting the way, you know, just you can give someone something so similar and so new at the same time. And, you know, hats off to them for doing it. Like you guys mentioned uh, in the last podcast, like, Kev doesn't mess with single player games like that. It's interesting that he's like on it so hard. Yes. <laughs> they, they earned this one. Yeah. <laughs> they earned it hard. So I, I'm I'm curious about one thing. Are you playing handheld, uh, docked? Uh... Ah, yes. Um, one thing. So last uh, when I first started the first night, uh, Rob, you mentioned this, and I told a lot of people this. When you play docked, uh, sometimes it doesn't look great. It just doesn't. It just looks like absolute garbage. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the graphics don't come through or whatever. 
So when I play, I have a dock here that hooks up to the computer and it looks like absolute trash. And I just thought that's the way Tears of the Kingdom would look. That's just, you know, <laughs> the whatever. Um, but then a couple weeks ago, I played it on the uh, the TV in the living room and because there's a separate dock I have for that TV. And it looked amazing. It, the frame rate didn't, uh, the, the pixels were crisp. Everything looked great. I was like, is it? Because I have a third-party dock up here. I have mm. the original dock in the living room. I thought, okay, mm. maybe it's the dock. I bring that dock up here, and it looks like trash again. Oh, so, so it's like, your... what is going on? I figure out it's actually the, uh, it's either, well, it's actually one of two things. It's either the HDMI cord or the power because when I play it up here, it actual my switch is actually dying as I'm playing it, even mm. though it's plugged into the dock. So it's yeah. probably the power cord that's plugged in. Yeah, yeah. I would say power in that case. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, I'm gonna I'm gonna start this soon. So but it can what, look good. One of the reasons I haven't picked it up quite yet is that uh, TJ is interested in playing, and he asked me to hold off until he's done with school, um, because he's responsible and doesn't want to have that temptation oh. around and so um and i'm not in a rush because you mentioned that there's no other game that you have to play this year but at the same time i still have um that, games that's that i just, wanted to touch I, and get to i know i know i know but there's also there's also like this week this next nine days or whatever i think actually it's next, next seven two, days next three days well i'm not playing for early <laughs> access so next seven days right is uh we get street fighter this friday street fighter 6 which is getting amazing reviews mm -hmm. and then mm -hmm. diablo 4 on the 6th or on the first tomorrow if you pay night. for the, yeah, tomorrow yeah. Night on the second if you pay uh for the early access um and that's getting amazing reviews as well you know and so it's it's so crazy how good this year has already been, especially when you look at kind of what a dull year the year before was in comparison. And yeah, so, I, I say it half facetiously because like I did hear you guys in the last pod talking about like this has been a crazy year. And I, I acknowledge yeah. for like, you know, gamer gamers, it, there's been a lot of titles. And there's a lot yeah. of things to, to sink I mean, your teeth into. I, the thing I was going to bring up is that like, yes, you normally don't, go you know hog wild and 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 sit here every week and talk about single player games usually usually it is your uh multiplayer focused stuff but this is the second time this year that you've gone gotten absolutely sucked into a single player experience because hogwarts legacy that's all oh, you were yeah, playing at that time as well you know and so all about yeah, that. yeah the the thing i hated about hogwarts uh that i that you know is so different in uh tears of the kingdom is that Hogwarts, I hit the hundred hour mark and it was a hard like done. There's nothing yeah, left. Yeah, yeah, Put yeah. the game down, uninstall it. There's nothing else to do. Just leave. Yeah. Either either install mods or leave. Like right. that was my only option. And in uh in tears, I'm just like, yo, I just I'm Googling people's <laughs> builds for for devices so I can use their stuff so I can fly you just fly anywhere and do anything. You and, just want um, to create a stealth bomber, don't you? <laughs> Dude, you can do that. It's, <laughs> it's it's absolutely wild. Like TikTok has been. My wife watches the TikToks with me, and she goes, "I don't understand what you're supposed to do in this game. Like it's just a giant meme." And I was like, "Yeah, but <laughs> she's like, people are torturing, people are making like crazy things. There, right. there's 
<laughs> it's just, uh, it's, yeah. it's just crazy. And you can make a like, just without going too crazy in your brain, even like they give you so many different pieces that do so many different things. You could build a tank without much effort that just auto goes towards enemies and just destroys them <laughs> with missiles and cannons and lasers and stuff. And you're just like, yeah, that wasn't that hard to build. Yeah, no. Nope. Mm -hmm. Some guys dying over there. Awesome. Somewhere in Nintendo, there was there's somebody working on the online service that Rob has been dreaming of. And then Tears no, of the Kingdom not. released, and they they walked in, and they were like, "Listen, our audience is still not mature enough <laughs> to <laughs> yeah, right. Set it down. an online service." Yep. Oh, uh, actually, I see some of the videos of stuff that people are making in Tears of the Kingdom, and I'm like, "All right, I, I guess I see Nintendo's point." <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, um, yeah, to go like and be like, "Yo, this is we live in a social media world let's make memeable things and that yeah. was just like it they knocked it out of the park oh my god um all right moving on below what about you what have you been playing so i you know i dived a little bit into jedi survivor while i was at my parents just to do clean up some stuff that game is just there's so much <laughs> in there even after you finish the game uh but then uh my son was around and he like he turned on the xbox uh, with the controller, and he handed me the controller, and I was like, "Let me try something." I downloaded a Planet of Lana because mm -hmm. it, it, you know, it's like one of those inside S games. I've heard the reviews for it have been great, and I was like, "Hey, this this seems like something he might enjoy." And he sat there, stood around, and just watched me play uh, for quite a while. And I think I'm more than halfway through the game, so uh, credit to it because I wasn't expecting to play as much of it as I have. And I, I want to go back and finish it. But uh, Planet Atlanta, much in the vein of like Inside Limbo and those side scrollers, cinematic platformers, um, you, know, you play as Lana, uh, who is like hanging out with her sister, and like these aliens invade and take everyone in her village. And now she's just trying to survive and rescue her sister. And as you, you know, there's puzzles throughout the environment, um, you know. Uh, you gain a little companion named Mew, who's this little, like, shadow cat thing that's really adorable. Uh, it has nice flourishes. Um, the story is pretty much told through the environment and the events that are happening. Um, it's a nice, relaxing game, and I think it's kind of exactly what I needed right now. Like, as much as I like to be playing Tears of the Kingdom, it's hard to find time to sit down and do that. And, yeah. and sometimes you just need that palette cleanser and this feels just like that i uh and i'm really enjoying my time with it uh for what it is um yeah there's not too much more to say like if you played if you played one of these these are, this is i would say it sits just under an a limbo and inside in terms of just like what i'm looking for from one of these mm -hmm. um very story, sort of story goes how has the like actual puzzle solving been is it one of those ones that you've you get Not, an aha moment, or is it pretty straightforward? And you're like, okay, I'm uh, a little bit of an aha moment. Uh, maybe one or two of them took me a, a couple minutes to solve. Mm -hmm. um, it, it just comes down to, um, I, I guess, like taking a second, looking at it, and you, I think you'll be able to figure it out. Nothing. It's been nothing too crazy, um, but I, I think I welcomed that after trying to hit a ball to a target in a Tears of the Kingdom shrine for over an hour. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> that one was just absolutely maddening. Um, no, this sounds like something that's right up my alley. I mean, I yeah, I, and I actually was gonna say. It. I was actually gonna say that it, this, this seems right up your alley. Um, the, there, are you talking about the water one? It's not. It's not a water one. It's okay, uh, never mind. Okay. yeah. I'll send you a picture of it after. Um, there is, uh, there are hidden shrines that like help that you unlock like uh, parts of a picture or a mural uh, mm-hmm. that I'm guessing is part of the story that you can find hidden throughout the world. Um, there's also an achievement for not playing beating the game without dying, which I'm probably not gonna do. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm just I don't know. If, it, it, it's one of those things where it's like you can easily die just by timing, mistiming something. And it's just, it, it's a bit frustrating there. I will say in, the physics sort of jumps does feel great in terms of, or maybe it's very forgiving. Uh, I haven't had a situation where like I hit a, like in limbo at the wrong, at the, where I, what I thought was the right time for a jump and it just didn't, it just didn't uh, work out in my favor. Um, so yeah, so just, how long to beat has the main story at four and a half hours? And oh, did not, yeah, I probably five got five and a half hours. Yeah, I probably got uh, like an hour left if that's yeah. the case. Yeah, that's not no. bad. It's uh, yeah, no, I you could probably beat it in a single sitting if you got the time. Yeah, that sounds like something I'm gonna play once I get my uh, ally in. Man, um, I just what, can't tune my my head that way. Like a four and a half hour game. Wait, how much does it cost? Twenty? It's on Game Pass. It's on Game Pass. So okay. Yeah. yeah. Have you have you not played Limbo or Inside or any of those? I feel like I know, we need... I know some of those words. Oh my god. <laughs> god. I <laughs> you need to I think you can get Limbo like for free on your cell phone and just hook up a Bluetooth controller and play Limbo, man. Limbo is one of my favorite games of all time. I um, actually ha- Limbo is the only one I haven't beaten. Uh, I got stuck on some puzzle. Limbo is my... the game I think I've beat start to finish the most in my life because oh. every time it came out on a new platform i i, I beat it so <laughs> i beat it on bugs. my phone i beat it on uh the vita i beat it on pc i think i beat it on xbox or playstation one of those Damn. but i have played it a million times um what's this a side scroller it's uh, yeah. A, yeah it's a side scrolling puzzle platformer yeah um, I like the aesthetic of Limbo so much. Um, uh, I just want to see Kev's reaction and hear his thoughts to the end of Inside. Uh, of Inside? Yeah. 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 That's a, that's a stream but, we need to I do. I feel. Yeah. I feel like you got to play Limbo first, though, man. You gotta you gotta start with Limbo, yeah. then do yeah. Inside. Ah, yeah. There, there we go. There we go. Um. um all right. Yeah. But, but th- that's been about it. Uh, I've uh got Diablo Four installed on mm-hmm. both Xbox and PC and I uh, need just need to set it up on the Steam Deck. Uh, apparently battle.net can be installed on the Steam Deck and you can just play your games and Diablo 4 was fine in the server slam uh, nice. on Steam Deck so I am pumped. Oh yeah, we got to we got to talk about what happened last week or 2 weeks ago, whatever. We had we had some blasphemous conversation going on about some uh, uh, a certain Steam Deck competitor Okay, and <laughs> I I did not appreciate that we did not say that the Steam Deck all the all the versions of the Steam Deck have the same specs except for the obviously the uh, memory which yeah it does not matter because you're gonna have to buy a memory card anyway. Well, so Steam well, Deck no, really so, is a four hundred dollar option. Yes, but the the memory on the f- the more expensive ones is a different uh is a different memory, and so they yeah. run faster. 
But you're not going to, you know, you're not going to fill your line. You're not going to put your library on that thing. Like you, you're going to have to buy an SSD. I, I haven't been using an SSD, uh, a, a SD uh, card uh, on mine. What, which, uh, which version did you get? I got, got the 512. Yeah. Oh, you're fucking rich. Okay. Anyway, so like I was saying, <laughs> though, <laughs> I got the $400 version and I got uh-huh. an S- SSD card because I'm normal. And uh, I just think that, you know, we need to compare it to a, a, a competitor that costs twice as much. I think that's an accurate comparison. Well, no, because we're comparing, the, we're comparing the 512 to the 512. That's yeah. what we're comparing. No, but that doesn't matter. I can get it for $400. I, I understand, I but you don't but now you're talking about you're talking about apples. <laughs> you're talking about apples and oranges and we're talking about oranges and oranges. No, I have a 512. I just have a memory card with Got 512 anyway. inserted like a normal human being. Anyway. <laughs> All right, moving on. So, okay. I have been playing uh the only new game that I've really been playing is I've been playing Convergence: A League of Legends Story. Okay. And so we've talked on this podcast a bunch about our history, especially Bilal and I about our history with League of Legends, how I won't even touch the game anymore, but I still love the lore in that world, right, that they've built. Mm-hmm. It's, I mean, Arcane was unbelievable. Even art aside, like I enjoyed seeing the characters that I know in, in some of the history of, of that world brought to the screen. Uh, they've released a couple different games, spinoffs of League of Legends. There was that... Uh, Hextech Mayhem, which was like a rhythm game starring, oh, yeah. um, oh, what's his Heimerdinger. name? No, not Heimerdinger. The, Heimerdinger? the, the no, the one who throws oh, the bombs. Ziggs. Ziggs, thank you. Yes, yes. Um, also a Yordle. They're both Yordles. I understand why you, you know. Uh, but anyway, I think Heimer's in there though. Heimer is in there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so there's there was also what was the one that you played some of. Uh, Ruined King, Ruined which was King, uh, yes. the RPG from Airship Syndicate. Yep. Um, I'm still waiting on that next-gen patch, Airship. Come on. <laughs> uh, they also recently announced that one that's kind of like Hades, that is a top-down action RPG. Uh, man, I wish I had looked the name with Silas, before. Uh, that was Silas, yes. And then they had announced and shown off. There's a, a bunch of other titles in the work. Yeah, there's a bunch of other titles in the work. Um and the one of the ones they showed off was Convergence, which is starring Echo. So I just the easiest way for me to explain this game is to to compare it to um, other games, right? So this game is very much like a Metroidvania where you're going to be backtracking stuff as you unlock new abilities. The main mechanic behind the game is rewinding time. It is very much. It's basically that they were like, "Oh, Ubisoft, you've delayed that." Prince of Persia Sands of Time uh, remake. Don't worry about it. We got you. We're going to step in. And this is 100% a modern day Prince of Persia Sands of Time, honestly, set in this in this universe. It really is like you make a mistake platforming, you just rewind time. You, at one point, get gain the ability to wall run and and hop onto like uh, bars and swing around and, and fling yourself off of them. Um, I... It, it all of it takes place. You're playing as Echo. I don't want to. The big spoiler is kind of in the first like five minutes, ten minutes. Um, but the basically what you're doing is you're exploring this underground city in the League of Legends universe called Zon, right? Which is his hometown and stuff like that. 
And so it being a League of Legends game, there are a bunch of cameos from other uh, League of Legends characters in it. I have uh, just to name a few. I've ran into um, Warwick. I've also ran into Camille. Um, there's mention of another one that I don't. I don't want to give away. I mean, they. I think in the game description they name all these characters that I'm naming right now. Um, but yes, Echo has the ability to rewind time. He also gains the ability to slow time down, and he himself is an inventor, which is why you end up getting these upgrades throughout. Um, I have played, I think, maybe four, five hours of it so far, and I'm enjoying it quite a bit. Uh, the combat is what you would expect from a modern day, you know, uh, Metroidvania, where it is you have your your light attacks on one button, and then you also have your parries, and at some point you can uh, parry and 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 deflect projectiles and stuff like that, and. As you gain these new abilities, you're also introduced to new enemies and you start to mix and match the way you use these abilities to deal with these enemies, right? So there is a little bit of the combat having a puzzle solving element and not just being able to spam X to get through all of it. The one, thing, <laughs> the one thing that drives me a little bit nuts about this game is when you first play it, the game just, it feels okay, but not great. Part of that is because there are certain movement options and abilities that you just haven't gotten yet. Um, the cardinal sin, of course, being that the best uh, movement ability in any game like this is the ability to double jump, right? And I've only just now gotten that ability four hours in, five hours in. And so now I'm having an absolute blast. I feel, you know, it is that ramp up where I'm starting to feel pretty powerful while still being challenged by the enemies I'm facing and stuff like that. And uh, just being able to maneuver in different ways and access these newer parts of the map. There is also very much that like, uh, you know, oh, I see that there's this platform up there that I just barely can't reach. Like, or I see uh, this, this beaten, this off, path that looks like I should go check that out. And so I am exploring every nook and, and crevice of this to get uh, new upgrade material and, and new abilities, stuff like that. Now, is there a I've map been, like there um, is a map? Yes. Ma okay. Yeah. There's a map you can bring up at any time. And it also does have a marker on it whenever you have an active quest of like, oh, here's where you go for uh, where you need to get to. So I'm not getting lost in this, right? This isn't a uh, dread. <laughs> dread. Yeah. Metroid Prime Dread where, or Metroid Dread where, you know, uh, there was times where I'm like, oh, where do I like, where do I go? Um, and it's also good because you can step away from it, right? Come back and still be able to figure out what you were doing and where you need to go next. I got it on the Xbox Series X. It's not, I mean, it's a 2D side-scrolling side game, right? So, like, yeah. the art style is beautiful. It runs fluidly. It's not the most demanding game. Um, I've also been uh, playing it uh, in handheld on my uh, Project Q prototype. Uh, you guys saw the playstation announcement i know we're going to talk about it in a little bit the playstation showcase where they announced that project q device right did you see this kevin yes it's okay uh take a dual sense controller uh -huh. cut it in half yes and then put the nintendo switch screen uh, yes in between there and just put glue on both sides but 
you can only use it to remote play games from your PlayStation. Oh yeah, yes, no, yes. yeah. I had a conversation with so, uh, my cousin about this. Yeah, yeah. So here's here's the prototype. I've got it right here. Uh, oh, okay. Hold. We'll at, so for those who are watching and or or will listen to this later, so what this actually is is this is my cell phone and the new Backbone One for Android PlayStation Edition. So here's here's the thing. We're gonna talk about. Uh, the backbone in general first off Bilal has had a backbone for how long now oh god uh two three years now two, three years and yeah. Bilal uh you were generally uh very high on the backbone correct I'm the champion of that damn thing yes. outside of yes. it for first person shooters um I Can hate I to see the back of it the back of this yeah the backbone yeah oh, okay yeah. okay gotcha um I will say that uh and I hate to say this but Bilal was 100% right I have used a lot of of different um, of these controllers that attach to your cell phone to try to make it into a, you know, your own personal switch or whatever. And this is by far the most comfortable one. It just uh, works, man. It just works, and it works really, really well. I have played games locally, such as uh, Diablo Immortal, with it uh, on my cell phone. I have done cloud streaming on the Xbox. And I have done remote play on both the Xbox Series X where I was playing, you know, Convergence via remote play. And it worked flawlessly. Now, granted, my Xbox hooked up to gigabit internet. I was sitting in my living room, which is right next to my router. So it is like the most ideal environment for it. Same thing with I was playing God of War Ragnarok earlier today. It was like, oh, let me do remote play and, and see how it, it plays that and how it runs, stuff like that. And... When I first tried it, it was super choppy. And I realized that, oh, my PlayStation is on the Wi-Fi. It's not actually hardlined in. Once it was hardlined in, it ran smooth and flawlessly. And it's also a testament to like how good remote play is versus cloud streaming, which I think is good and serviceable, but is not is not there. Right. Like, have you um, have you tried remoting into the Xbox itself, your local Xbox? Yeah. Yes. That's okay. how I've been playing Convergence. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Uh, on my phone, and it is. I mean, it's silky smooth. It is so good. Yeah. And the funny thing is, I have a buddy who works for the. I shouldn't say where he works, actually, because you never know, right? But he works somewhere where he's not getting any Wi-Fi. Okay. So he uses his phone as a hotspot. And then the does, <laughs> and does and does remote play on his tablet. And he's been doing this for years. He was doing it with his phone. Now he does it with his tablet and remotes into his Xbox that is back at home. And he does it all the time. And he's like, yeah, it works great, you know? And so it goes to show what a joke that, that, that the uh, CMA saying that like shutting down that acquisition because of cloud streaming when cloud streaming is just nowhere near where it needs to be it's still so early in that industry and uh but remote play is awesome remote play works so so well now the funny thing about the backbone for android is they have uh two different versions they're both the same price one is a black one and one is a playstation branded white one okay According to Backbone's website, you cannot use the black one for remote play. It has to be the PlayStation branded one, um, which I'm really? sure is yes, which I'm sure is some weird Sony um, directive. But mm. 
I, of course, looked up and made sure that like, all right, it'll work with everything else. So it's kind of a no brainer to just go again and get the white one uh, because then you're able to access everything. Um, I'll have to race about that and find out what the deal there is. And I I mean, I am like super, super high on this. I've just been even last night I was laying in bed uh, playing some uh, convergence with my Bluetooth earbuds in. Uh, using my phone and, and the backbone and it it has been a lot of fun it also makes me really really excited for just being able to play like my xbox my playstation games like my higher fidelity games on uh, a portable screen makes me even more excited for the uh wait, wait, asus ally wait, uh, wait this is a hundred dollars yeah uh yeah Oh, okay. Now, okay. I will that say it changed it a little bit for me. I will say that the one I had prior was much cheaper than this. Uh, however, it didn't last me that long, which is why I went out and got this one because I had one and it just broke. Um, so is the iPhone version the same price? Yes, but here's the thing, uh, Kev, you can do the same off of Steam Deck as well. Oh, I, I would never buy this. But I'm just, yeah. I'm just trying to. If I didn't, if the Steam Deck didn't exist or whatever, and I was still a console gamer, uh, I'm trying to put myself in like that mindset, right? <clears throat> Where I used to play my PSP like all the time, and there was never really a clear successor that I felt comfortable with to the PSP. But this seems like something that you know would take the mantle pretty pretty easily. You have role play. You have, you know. Uh, your phone's a great screen. You know, yeah. Everyone has, who doesn't have an OLED display these days, you know, right. if you have a, um, so yeah, I mean, it seems like a really good solution. It's just like your phone is already probably like a thousand dollars. Yeah. Put a hundred, put a hundred dollars on top. It's kind of like a ah, hundred. Eh, okay. I guess Sony's got to get a cut. You know, we got to get everybody their cut. <laughs> What is that? That's the, That's PSP, the PSP Go. Go. Yeah. When I worked at GameStop, we sold yeah. like oh, two yeah. of those. Yeah. So uh, you had funny, to open it for me to recognize it. Yeah. I had so, a bit of time. So, so a funny story about this. My sister-in-law was actually going to trade this into GameStop for like twenty bucks. I was like, listen, just Smart. give it to just give it to me. Uh, I'll I'll pay you. I'll pay you more. Uh, I'll give you like I was like I'll give you fifty for it. She was in uh, high school. She's yeah. like she didn't care at that point, and so. Uh, I took it, I hacked it, <laughs> put custom firmware on it, and it's been, uh, it's fantastic. I love, I love this device. This is like next to like the DS, uh, light. It's like yeah. in the Game Boy Advance SP as like some of my favorite designs, uh, for a console. It reminds device. me of when I used to have a Sidekick slide. Oh, uh, I yeah. wanted a Sidekick so bad in high school, man. Everyone did, yeah. but it was on had, it was on T-Mobile only, and and we had. Verizon, so yeah, I had the sidekick too. Everybody used to call me sidekick. That was my nickname mm-hmm. in high school. <laughs> I was like, I don't even people think people really know my name anymore because <laughs> I was never in class anyway, so they wouldn't know my name. But yeah, uh, yeah. For those so of you that don't know what a sidekick looks like. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta play like the Lloyd Banks video where, uh, uh, where he opened it. They, they opened that thing like a billion times in that video for no reason. Did any of you guys like, have a Nokia N gauge? Uh, no. Also was not available on Verizon, I believe. Jeez, what did, you, did you at least have a Razor? Oh, yeah, I had a Razor, yes. Okay, okay, cool. And I had the LG Chocolate. I had one of those, like, you know, slide-up ones. What the Star Trek is this phone? 
Oh my god! I wanted, when I was oh little, I also wanted an engage. It, so you had to open up the back of it and like take uh-huh. out the battery to put in a game cartridge. Yeah. To play it, uh, I had a uh, someone in high school that had one, and we were just like, "Why? Why would you get this?" <laughs> this reminds me of, like Neo Geo. Everybody was like, "Oh my god, Neo Geo is so cool!" It was like seven hundred dollars, and it looked like Sega Genesis. We're like, "Why are you getting this?" I don't understand. Um. All right, let's move in. That wraps up what we've been playing. Let's go ahead and get into the news. This was supposed to be a quick podcast, and we're already like, you know, 50 minutes in. All right. Kicking it off. Hey, what a coincidence. We have Backbone's PS5 DualSense inspired controller is now available for Android. It is the only only third-party controller that works with PS Remote Play. Um, So, yeah, I mean, not much to talk about this. I've already showed it off on the stream it is just like every other one of these controllers you do have to take the case off which is honestly my biggest complaint with these controllers is yeah. having to constantly take my case you know uh take my phone in and out of the case uh, especially with my phone which is one of the you know it's a 22 ultra it's one of the bigger ones and it is uh it's slippery on the sides like these things don't have great grip yeah. um the only, the only other like solution is you have to have a cord though right cord right yes right right, right. cases cases are different sizes so if you have hardware that's like compressing on the phone right you'd have to or or the solution is you have what i which i also have is you have they make uh mounts that mount onto like xbox controllers and like Mm -hmm. other bluetooth controllers that Mm -hmm. then just spread out and hold your phone uh with the case in it it's just not as comfortable as having it like this in this form factor um and yeah, as this article states, the Backbone One is the only is the only third party Android controller that works with PS Remote Play, and um, it is it is super super comfortable. So one of the things I didn't show off is that uh, besides the fact that it slides out so that you can put your phone in it, this one because it's Android has USB C. It also has uh, two ports: one for pass through charging with the USB C, and then the other one for a, a 3.5 millimeter headset so that you can get audio through that as well if you don't have Bluetooth earbuds. Um, yeah, I mean, the thing is the thing's awesome so far. It's super, super comfortable. I'm very, very high on it. And I've been using it, like, a lot since since I got it. Uh, it makes, you know, some, one of the hardest things is, is during the day being like, okay, you guys you know, are watching something that I have no interest in. I'm going to leave you and go all the way downstairs to go be by myself. next. Whereas now I can just be like, all right, listen, you guys keep watching this. I'm throw one earbud in. I'm still here with you guys, but I'm I'm playing on my phone. You get to do your thing. Um, It's awesome. I I love it. Uh, Next thing I need to test out is how my Wi-Fi by the pool works out and see if I can hang out by the pool and and still be able to play. (laughs) Moving on. Alone in the Dark remake stars David Harbour and Jodie Comer. The this survival horror classes carries out some Hollywood talent. Uh, so yeah, so we've got uh, David Harbour, who everybody knows, I think now from Stranger Things and, and Black Widow, and then uh, Jodie Comer from Killing Eve and Free Guy, uh, the game's dual protagonists. Uh, there's actually a playable preview of it available right now, and I believe yeah here we go in the prologue players take on the role of a young girl named grace saunders as she attempts to mail a letter there's no combat in the prologue the demo offers a glimpse into the atmosphere and mood not the gunplay of the new alone in the dark i actually saw a little clip of the prologue and it's giving me very like pt vibes 
right? And Mail so a letter. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. that's what we're that's the objective of the game. That's the prologue. Just the like prologue? A, that's just a prologue. Just a prologue. Okay, okay. Where, yeah. Where's where's I the think, Korok torture? I think uh, <laughs> I think it's just meant to set kind of like what kind of mood they're going for and uh, show off some of the graphical fidelity and power of it. I listen. I I am very much. I love survival horror games. Right. I have said many times on this podcast that I feel like we don't get enough of them every year. It's been it's one of the reasons that this year has been so great because at the end of last year we got that Dead Space remake and then we went right into Resident Evil Four remake, um, and so my backlog continues to grow. <laughs> Thanks yeah, for reminding yeah. me. And uh, yeah, they're awesome. Oh, that's what I was playing in bed last night. I was playing Resident Evil Four remake. Uh, I was able to play like a chapter and a half on my phone using the back phone. Uh, I, yeah, find, I'm excited uh, for this. Do you find the controls like for shooting? With the I mean, it's it's not the I, the joysticks aren't what bother me as much as the triggers are so like uh, light. Yeah. Um. But yeah, no, it doesn't. It hasn't bothered me that much, honestly. Yeah. Is it as good as like my Xbox controller? No. You know. Yeah. Uh. Is it unplayable? No. It's it's totally doable. Um. Did I die more than I normally would die in that game? Yes. Right. Okay. But like, I also got to play while I was in bed. You know, like I was like I was nine years old again. I put the and had a Game Boy. I put the <laughs> the blanket over my head so that the light wouldn't bother my wife. I had an earbud in. Uh, no, it was. It's Did you awesome. have to like worth come it. out? Do you come out for like uh, like fresh air like after yes, like twenty yes, minutes? Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, hundred percent. There was at one, there was, at one point I was like I was like okay, this is what I'm gonna do. I'm going to like lift one side of the blanket right. I'm gonna lean, play on my side, and just have all the light like reflect back into the, this little half tent that I've made of the blanket, so it still won't bother her. Hopefully, um, I saw I solved yeah. that by getting my wife like a sleep mask that like, oh, I want her to. Eyes. I want to I'll, so I'll, I'll bad. I'll, I'll send you one. My wife right. loves it, and everyone like I try to find my wife a better one, and everyone's like, yeah. "No, this is the best one." So I just yeah. got her another version of that. No, because the funny thing is, it's the light that gets her. The sound, yeah. not so much, but the light. Light gets her every time. So, yeah. I, might I have to sleep alone and I still want to play under the covers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> uh, all right. I'm, I'm excited for this. Uh, Kevin, I don't think we've talked. Maybe we have. Are you a survival horror guy at all? I'm not. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I think I just, you know, horror movies in general kind of ruin the genre for me. Mm. So, I just haven't really tried a bunch of them. Mm-hmm. But anything with David Harbour, I am down for. Nah. Even that Hellboy movie, I still haven't seen it. I heard it was terrible. I I oh. haven't seen it, but it has no. David Harbour. Yeah, he can do no wrong. Even the Gran Turismo movie that looks absolutely terrible. I will be there day one. <laughs> Promise. Uh, I don't think it looks terrible, but yeah, maybe not. Mm. Dude, not, not, not for if me. If you watch the trailer, you've seen the whole movie. Yeah, I mean, right. based off a true story. <laughs> yeah. Next <laughs> bit of news. Next bit of news, we're going to go ahead and go right into that PlayStation Showcase I mentioned earlier. Uh, we're not going to go over all of this in detail. I'm going to go quickly. You're going to see a, a trend here. So did, did both of you guys catch this showcase or just the highlights? I you did? It. What no, about you? I didn't catch it because there's, no, there's no E3. So, of course, I, think I saw the, uh, I saw the uh, Assassin's Creed trailer and like, mm. one other trailer. So, there was a lot of games shown off where you can see that Sony's 
not pivot, but their commitment to live service games is has already started and is in full effect. Uh, one of the games they showed off was Fair Games, which is Haven Studios' first game led by Jade Raymond. And it is a uh, steal from the, a, it looks like it's a heist game. Um, and this kind of kicked off like, you know, what their, like I said, their pivot and their their direction of focusing on live service games. They also showed off Helldivers 2. The weird cool. thing about this though is that it went from a top-down shooter and it's now a third-person shooter. And so um, I'm, I'm curious as to like how fans of the original are going to take to this. Um, Grand Theft Auto made the same transition. True. Not wrong. I mean, uh, I, I when I saw the trailer, I was like, I thought this was top down. I wasn't entirely sure. Uh, but no, this kind of, I mean, this looks cool. If they put this like on for free on their uh, service, I'll definitely check it out. Yeah. You sure they didn't just like copy paste Outriders and then add some bugs? Uh, this this looks very I, much, yeah. I was thinking uh, what's Earth Defense Force. That's yes, what I thought right. it initially was, yeah. where they finally invested in graphics. Yeah. Um, they showed off Immortals of Avium had its official release trailer. This game is also, and this is the other thing, is that this showcase ended, and as soon as it ended, Xbox released a tweet that was just like, hey, these games look great. Also, here's 20 of them that are also coming to Xbox. Um, Immortals of Avium is one of those. There's also, they showed off Ghost Runner 2, uh, Phantom Blade Zero. Phantom Blade Zero is an interesting one because the combat that they showed off in this trailer doesn't look like it's actually like player input driven, if that makes sense, right? A lot of it looks like it's just, it almost looks like it could be QTE or just like, a lot of the cinematic trailers yeah and a lot of stuff or, or, or even a lot of stuff just being done off of like if you parry at a certain time you have these automatic uh combos that are done in, in reversals now i will say the developers this game is based on a game uh on a series that was originally developed for mobile so i think it's phantom blade one two and three maybe are available on mobile and developer did come out and say that their experience on mobile uh, has led them to want to make a game that is easy and simple to pick up and play. Um, so my concern is that this is a lot of flash and that there might not be a whole lot of substance. Uh, I was, was hoping this was like a Sekiro meets Ninja Gaiden meets Neo type right. situation. I, and I now, don't think now, that's the case. Yeah, now that you mentioned like this just seems like canned animations. Right. Uh I, I'm starting to see it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Sword of the Sea. I, I, no, go ahead. I was going to say, like, you know, when you were, before you even mentioned those, I was like, we do already have Sekiro and Neo. Mm -hmm. eh, some some people want something simple. I don't know. Yeah. yeah I mean, that's, that. for all I know, it, it could be a, a great time. Like, the fact that they're trying to for simplify us, it, doesn't, it yeah. doesn't necessarily bother me, as long as it's still fun. It looks, um, it looks cool. Yeah. It looks. It looks though. really. It yeah. looks visually great. Uh, yeah. Sword of the Sea is from the developer of Abzu and the Pathless, and it looks like. I mean, in this article, it says that it looks like a chilled journey, uh, and it absolutely does look like, like a, a journey with a skateboard, <laughs> which is not a bad thing. Cause I love Journey, I, even though I played it like way later than anybody else. Um, journey was awesome. The Talos Principle 2 was uh, shown off. That's a puzzle game. Uh, 
uh, Neva, which is the uh, made by the developer behind Greece. Have either of you played Greece at all? No. I have played like maybe halfway through Greece. Greece was a uh, a a puzzle platformer, and it was its art style was like uh, watercolors, and it was a beautiful game. So this already has my attention. Um, this is also coming in Switch, PlayStation Five, PC, and Xbox Series X next year. Uh, let's talk about Foam Stars. You mean Splatoon? So, uh, yeah, yeah. So this Square Enix unveiled foam stars which is a third person shooter that looks very much like uh, splatoon except instead of paint you are shooting foam the other twist to the formula splatoon formula is that unlike the paint which just uh covers the floor the foam actually stacks on top of itself and on top of things so you are getting some like terrain changing uh as well I, based on the trailer, we can only assume that the same concept applies because it seems like it's two teams with two different colors that it is going to be whoever covers the most uh, area with their color foam. Uh, I'm sure there's also modes where it is just like how many, you know, uh, like a team deathmatch and stuff like that. Somebody, at first I was like, oh, this is awesome. I'm down for like a Splatoon on modern consoles, right? With a uh, modern party system that I can actually play with my friends. But something about it just seemed a little bit off. And then I was listening to somebody else's impressions and they said, it's the colors. The colors are so bright that it's just visual vomit all over the screen. Like it's almost hard to follow what's going on because of the color scheme they chose. And so um, that being said, I am, I am interested in this when it releases. Because uh, I would love, always, I love Splatoon. You know, you can always edit the saturation yes, stuff, right. though, so um, I don't know. That shouldn't be too much of a problem. Yeah. Like I said, I love Splatoon. I would love a Splatoon running at, you know, 60 frames, 120 frames with uh, high fidelity. That would be awesome. I feel like this lasts as long as that EA dodgeball game. I think you are 100% right. <laughs> uh, yeah. Moving on, the Plucky Squire. I think this looks awesome. It's published by uh, Devolver Digital. It is also coming to other platforms. And this is a like 2D into 3D adventure, uh, action adventure game. Um, Ooh, this looks adorable. I, th- I think this looks, I think it looks awesome. And then you'll see, I'm sure in this trailer, you'll see the pivot into the, the 3D world. I cannot oh, wait for this. There we go. This And this absolutely looks like something that, uh you could play on the steam deck or on the ally and it would be awesome on the go yeah this reminds me of um oh my god there was this kickstarter console uh came out like 10 years ago i forget the name of it there was this um this game came out that looked just like this but only the 2d part and it reminds me a lot of that this looks really cool looks like a a toy story with a great writer yeah oh my god we're not gonna get to this uh they also showed off teardown for console teardown made waves on on pc uh it's a voxel game with this all about destruction and, and breaking stuff i think the big like surprise if it hadn't leaked earlier was that konami konami announced metal gear solid 3 snake eater remake um 
which is known as Metal Gear Solid Delta. It's coming to PlayStation 5, Windows PC, and Xbox Series X. They also came out and said that it's using all of the original voice cast. Recently, articles have come out and said, yeah, that's because they're not re-recording any new audio. They're using the exact same audio from the old games. And so, of course, it would be the original voice cast. Uh, there's I'm Towers of... By this game. I, I wish they just did one or two instead. Yeah. I know people love Snake Eater. I, I just think it's the weakest one of the bunch. Yeah, so uh, Liberty is goaded, right? Like, am I crazy? I mean, even one, uh, it's amazing. Bring me yeah, back to yeah, Shadow Moses. But Sons of Liberty, though. <laughs> yeah. I love that game. Yeah. yeah. Next one, Towers of Agaspa. Uh, it's about restoring a beautiful, lush world. There's Final Fantasy 16. They showed off the launch trailer. That game comes out on June 22nd. So we we're very close to that. Alan I'm, so, Wake, I'm so excited. <laughs> Alan Wake 2 gameplay reveal trailer was shown off. Uh, showed off that the game is coming to PlayStation 5, Windows PC on October 17th, and other platforms on October 17th. It also showed off that you're gonna, there's going to be dual protagonists. There is Alan Wake himself and a new female protagonist. Ubisoft had Assassin's Creed Mirage at the PlayStation and Showcase. That is coming out. Yes, she is. That is coming out on October 12th. Um, the game stars Bassem and takes place before the events of Assassin's Creed Valhalla. There's Revenant Hill, a uh, worker-owned cooperative, uh, the Glory Society announced Revenant Hill. And it is a similar aesthetic to Night in the Woods, which was also created by the studio's co-founders. Do uh, Dragon's Dogma 2. Bilal, did you ever play Dragon's Dogma 1? I did. I played some of it, and mm -hmm. like I thought they might do something about the faces and the characters a little bit in this one, but no, they like they like this is Dragon's Dogma two with prettier graphics, but the models <laughs> very reminiscent of Dragon's Dogma one. But um, that game had one of the most absolute crazy combat systems I've ever seen with how magic works uh, and everything you could do on uh, class builds. So. If you're a fan of the first one, I can only imagine this This just looks great. Uh, Resident Evil 4's VR mode was shown off. Uh, no release date has been given yet. Bungie showed off Marathon, which is a... My understanding is that it's going to be a extraction shooter in the vein of like Escape from Tarkov and stuff like that, except with a very different uh, aesthetic. I think the aesthetic of this looks absolutely amazing i am kind of bummed that it is a multiplayer only game uh there is no single player component to it and is there I, any but I, play? I do no this it's all no, this teaser was, concept trailer there's an I, arg oh, that leaked yeah. that led to uh a vidoc uh, but um yeah it's like what rob said it's a extraction shooter and then there's like you get keys to like help your team move through an environment um it, it sounds pretty interesting i'm curious to see what this sounds ends up being. like the cycle i think i do think it's cool that they are going back to the marathon ip which mm -hmm. they first originally published back in 1994 on uh mac and halo started i believe as like a marathon sequel uh that was mm -hmm. pitched mm. and so uh there was concord uh the trailer just doesn't give much on on what that game is they showed the Gran Turismo movie trailer. Nobody cares. And what then they, a weird, what like, you know, some Sony exec was just like, we need to get Gran Turismo in there for <laughs> <Yeah>. the gamers. 
Uh, they showed off Project Q along with the PlayStation earbuds to go with it. I, man, I think this thing is so ugly. It I really want, is. I want to get my hands on it. It really but. is just a dual sense cut in half with an 8 inch screen in between. Um, I also find it really weird that it's only for a remote play and doesn't tap into any of their cloud streaming services. I also, what I'm curious about is what the price is going to be, right? Because, and what kind of screen is, is on there? Because as Kevin stated earlier, like this thing is a hundred bucks, right? Uh, which isn't the cheapest thing, but I can only, I, I can't imagine what those, first off, DualSense controllers are what, $70, right? And yeah. so you have to, that, that thing's going to be 200 at least probably, I, right? Yeah, no, so. it, it, it should be 200 uh, mm -hmm. when it, but they're going to charge like 350 for it. There's no way that thing <laughs> is out. There's just no, there's just no, there's just no way, right? Like, and even at $200, which I think is what it should be, price that considering what it has and stuff it's still that's still like i could i guarantee you this screen is a better screen than whatever they're going to use and for a hundred dollars i can do the exact same thing right yeah. um i do think that the earbuds uh, look like your standard earbuds most earbuds look the same um however i am curious as to whether or not they will be able to uh just sync up with your playstation 5 easily they seem to be showing it off mostly geared towards that actual project Q, but they better uh, they're if they, right if they sync up easy with the playstation i always i think earbuds is a is a great form factor for companies to be going after uh gaming wise and oh, so yeah absolutely like playing on the tv silently is definitely something that people more companies need to take a look at in like 2023 yep um and then they showed off some spider-man 2 gameplay where we saw spider-man in his uh alien symbiote suit his black spider-man suit uh also hinted towards some of the story with you know peter being kind of moody and yeah, kind of <laughs> yeah and uh showed off some of miles we, we got some info later on how peter's gonna have his own symbiote powers and then uh miles is also gonna have his own electricity based powers but they will essentially play uh the same and how you would expect right um i'm i'm super super excited for this yeah, uh, this looks wait, like it's gonna be amazing why 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 does like so many black superheroes have to have electric electricity powers yeah what is up with that yeah like, i actually saw i i what was i <sighs> black lightning static shock Miles yeah Morales. what was it an article well, i was reading was someone pointed out <laughs> Or was I watching something where they brought it up? It, it's a, it's, it's kind yeah. of a recurring meme. It, it could have been either. But yeah, like, I don't Lu know. There's black lightning. Luke it's, Cage. It's, uh, it just, it's weird. <laughs> yeah, we could do other things. Yeah. <laughs> Hashtag Seinfeld. But yeah, I mean, I mean, like, like, listen, Spider-Man Two definitely um, starred the show uh, for the showcase. Yeah, um, I would agree. But it's also like, and you know, I'm glad it looks really cool. Combat looks a bit of the same, with some nice flourishes in terms of new abilities. Yeah, but, I'm kind of, uh, I'm kind of okay with that though. Yeah, 
Yeah, I, I'm and the story like I'm in it for the story. Uh, yeah, I thought they did a great job with both Spider Man and uh, Miles Morales. Yeah, so uh, I'm fully in on these characters. And I, it looks like it's gonna be a treat. I just hope that this is more Miles Morales and less Spider Man, in the sense yeah. that like Miles Morales was uh, was tight. There was very little fluff. All of the side missions were were they didn't feel like a chore the same way that that first Spider-Man, like a lot of those side missions felt awful and it just I, felt like they were trying to fluff out what should have been a 12 hour game into a 25 hour game. I'm just saying this now. Mm -hmm. uh, if this game has random crime in it again, and I have to stop a speeding vehicle and uh, take enemies <laughs> in a car, it's immediately getting docked two points. Yeah. <laughs> immediately. Um, yeah. As a whole, I will say that this was, to call it the PlayStation Showcase and not just another, what, what are they, Sony Direct, PlayStation Direct? Uh, I was expecting more. You know, this is kind of like the kickoff to the summer uh, of gaming, to the not E3, E3 summer. And it was just kind of meh, you know? So, so, um, so the one fact I didn't realize until I think like a day or two after was, mm -hmm. this is Sony's first showcase in over two years. Mm -hmm. um, and... Uh, Jim Ryan was, you know, he said like, "Hey, we're gonna we're gonna wait till our studios have something to show." Mm -hmm. Half of this was CGI trailers. Yeah, yeah, um, and, 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 and like, and more than Spider half Man of it was, was third party stuff. Yeah, and so yeah. I'm just very confused. I mean, the games look great. Um, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's a bit lackluster, and it's like, God, if I'm Phil Spencer. I'm hoping their shit is lined up and it's not another. Yeah. We just, we're just, we're right there. We're right there. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Like they, they need to go in and I like, uh, God, I, I'm against crunch, but like if they need to crunch something out just to like have something <laughs> oh my splash, God. like yeah. they, they, they've got the three, four weeks to just like make something happen. Yeah. Uh, because mom you the momentum can swing and this is the moment for it you saw it looks like they're teasing fable on social media i i, I saw a thread on that but i yeah. wasn't sure or i didn't really click into it yeah Let's i'm see. i'm hoping man that because that's the one for me that i'm like that's that's what i want more than anything i think it, it just I mean, needs to like it, it needs it needs to feel different i think it needs to feel inviting and mm -hmm. cool <laughs> like something yeah. that doesn't feel more of the same yeah, I'm not going to say, like, this is it, but it felt like this is what happens when you don't have direct competition at a certain show. Yeah, I get what you're saying, right? You mm -hmm. got your own show, you can do your own thing, you kind of lax, you know, hey, mm -hmm. this is what we got, we're just going to, you know, put it out there, and, you know, we'll try to spin it the way we can and get the best press possible, but when you're at, you know, not just E3, but other shows, like, hey, Xbox going to be there. We got we got to raise the bar to beat those dudes right over there. Like you know, Team Blue got to beat Team Green today. What do we got? You know, like that's the reason I think. Um, and this is not a great example, but that's the reason that uh, EA. Come on, what the Iron Man game? Oh my God, I forgot the Anthem. Image. Anthem. That's the reason Anthem even got a good trailer was because they were like, yo. We need this thing to be dope. Stop BSing around. Let's get something going. And at least got them in a good direction before they completely torpedoed it. But um, yeah, I mean, you know, competition. It's an important thing. Yeah, I mean, you're you're not 
wrong, actually. I do wonder that if this was part of a three-day or a one day, right? Because that's what it was. It was all the press conference went one day. If this was getting compared to something that had happened 20 minutes earlier, an hour earlier, a couple hours earlier, or whatever, if they would have been as comfortable releasing this, you know? Um, yeah, I don't know, man. I was kind of, I was kind of bummed. Uh, I shouldn't say I was bummed. Because actually, I agree. I think that most of the games do look really good and there's a lot of games I'm excited for. But it just wasn't like, there was just no hype for me at all right. especially since not for nothing i have i have played two Metal gear solid games uh in my life and i only enjoyed one of them which was metal gear solid 4 and so well, metal gear solid yeah, 3 five. yeah metal gear yeah i can't stand five uh metal gear solid 3 which just did, doesn't get me excited now i will say some of my buddies are excited about it and so that has me excited uh but there's just nothing in the show that I was like, oh yeah, I can't wait outside of Spider-Man 2, which is right around the corner and we already knew about. I was already excited for that, right? Yeah. Um, which doesn't take like away from what they showed, but it's just, it's a known quantity at this point. I was hoping for something new. One of the things I was hoping to see, uh, we're going to talk about next, but Kevin, go ahead. Yeah, this feels like Applebee's, you know? Like you go, you mm -hmm. eat, like it's cool, but it's fine. you still want something you still want something, you know? Yeah. Like what? And then you said, yeah. then it's time to leave, and you're like, okay, I'm not doing that again. So one of the things I wanted was to see some of the Last of Us multiplayer, um, and it just was a no show. So Naughty Dog released a statement on Twitter that said. We know many of you have been looking forward to hearing more about our The Last of Us multiplayer game. We're incredibly proud of the job our studio has done thus far, but as development has continued, we've realized what is best for the game is to give it more time. Our team will continue to work on the project, as well as our other games in development, including a brand new single-player experience. We look forward to sharing more soon. We're grateful to our fantastic community for your support. Thank you for your passion for our games. It continues to drive us. Now, according to a report from Bloomberg, the team working on The Last of Us multiplayer spinoff has been scaled back after a recent evaluation and that many of its developers have been moved to other projects. I This whole thing is so, so weird to me, right? Because originally it was announced that, or it was intended to be a part of the core experience, right? It was just going to be another mode, whether released at launch or released later the same way Ghost of Tsushima did. It was just going to be a part of The Last of Us Part Two, And then they came out and said, well, actually, it's 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 grown. And uh, where it's now going to be its very own title and its own own game. And yet here we are, and they're talking about one that it needs more time. And then this report out of Bloomberg, which not for nothing, I mean, they don't miss, right? And... Yeah. Uh, the fact that it's been scaled back and that many of his developers have been moved on to other projects. I saw anecdotally some people on Twitter talking about uh, how they that they wouldn't be surprised if this project just gets canceled altogether. It just feels um, like I understand they want to do a multiplayer mode, but like mm -hmm. the ambition that they're putting behind this just doesn't seem right. <laughs> like right. I don't think I, they're Anyone's I, asking for that. Yes. I think that... I think the player base that you would have gotten putting out a Factions 2, right? Which was the multiplayer mode in the first The Last of Us. If they had just released that in The Last of Us 2, the player base you would have gotten from that with whatever this, like, version that you're trying to do now 
isn't isn't that much different in size, right? Um, because, I mean, I, I've I've said this many many times. They are not, in my opinion, they are not exactly the best stewards of shooting in games, right? Um, so I like I like The Last of Us Part Two, and I think that it's the best feeling game uh, for, as far as shooting is concerned they've ever made you know that goes with uncharted as well and i still think that it is like c tier shooting compared to other third person shooters and other third person action adventure games that one and comes so close to bungie and so yeah i i just don't i just can't imagine a world where like a last of us multiplayer game blows up and is one of the biggest titles right so i just don't i don't know I just think this is that was a huge misstep. I mean, like, like we said in the showcase, like all this live service stuff, I just don't think works. Um, people don't have time for all these different live service games. Like, you have your one or two, and then you move on to the next. So, yeah, not really sure I, what they're doing. I, I'm just so confused. Like, a multiplayer game, it doesn't take that much effort like in comparison to like you know some story driven uh thing if it's like you know like PUBG was made in like less than a year you know what i mean like but PUBG also took a long time to get where they needed i mean you said it yourself they took what, like 6 months off and they lost yeah, but the player every, base every game like every every game that's like you know like Tarkov PUBG Apex Fortnite the development goes a lot faster before the release of the game like once you release the game, now you have to actually deal with the quality of life issues that people are complaining about. You have bug fixes. You have all the things that go into actually servicing the game to stay live, and you want to develop on top of it. So you know, there's just a lot of you just development just slows down to a grinding halt. But this game is not live, so I'm like, what's the issue? Like I don't, I, I don't. I don't get it. Like, are they trying to do something that's very involved? Are I, they trying to reorg- reimagine the multiplayer experience? Or is it just going to be like a deathmatch shooter? Like, what are we doing here? So I, I think these, I think I recall reading something like they wanted to like update the story of the world through this game. Yes, so, right. So it's it's like a living, breathing world. It's the Matrix Online. <laughs> um, at the, the, the multiplayer? The multiplayer shooter? Yes. Through factions, yes. yeah. Yeah. Like you're not following the main, you're not following the main characters, but the world of The Last of Us is. You'll get updates on like what's going on in there, mm-hmm. and there'd be big story beats. Okay, so they're a little jealous of Apex, is what you're telling me. <laughs> I mean, they're a little, they're jealous, a little jealous, of, jealous of of the original Titanfall. You know what I mean? That's what that game was. Right. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I mean, like clear, clearly, clearly, like what needs to happen here is Naughty Dog and uh, Blizzard need to like kiss. And oh, right. then sure. Overwatch can just do the Last of Us multiplayer, and then uh, Naughty Dog can do the Overwatch 2 campaign, and we'll all be happy. If only. If only such things were possible. <laughs> all right, moving on. Ratchet & Clank Rift Apart, latest PlayStation exclusive coming to PC. It's going to hit Steam in July. Buy it. It's great. Um, that game's awesome. Yeah, yeah I, I, think, I still think it's crazy that PlayStation continues to do this two years in between their first party releases and PC releases. But uh, if you have not played it yet, 
play it. It is absolutely awesome. I will say though that buyer beware because I think what is it the past two or three titles that were first party exclusives oh, yeah. that released on PC have had really rough launches, and so uh, yeah, good luck. I mean, this game is awesome. I generally generally uh, enjoyed this game and and, and like this game quite a bit. I, I continue to say that Insomniac is the best studio they have working for them um, that they have under their umbrella. Say anything about specs on this? Because specs. like this game is like when this game pops <laughs> yeah. with all the graphics, it yeah. is gorgeous. Oh, I think required. I think the fact that it's gonna have DLS S three right yeah. is like enough of a reason to to give this a shot. Yeah, and it's ultra wide support as well. Yep. All right, our last bit of news: two all time greats are coming to Switch Online's GBA collection. Uh, the first three Super Mario Advance games arrive on May 26. So Super, so yeah, Super that's Super Mario Advance, Super Mario uh, World, which is Super Mario Advance Two, and Yoshi's Island, which is Super Mario Advance Three. Uh, you have to have their premium tier subscription service, right? The is it part of the what is it? The expansion, expansion pack? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, uh, Super Mario World, uh, Super Mario Advance 2 was my mm -hmm. first GBA game when mm -hmm. I got the console uh, or handheld. I absolutely loved it. Those games hold a special place in my heart. Yeah, I still can't be bothered to pay for the more expensive yeah, Nintendo not, Switch I, online. I, I, every like, time if, I look at Super Mario, I just either want to play 64 or Super Mario World 3. Those are my only two. Like, Oh, like, there's a Super Mario World uh, for SNES holds like a... Very, very game. special spot in my heart. Oh, is that what I meant? I think that's what I meant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. 100%. 100%. Um, yeah. That's the one where you start off and like... You go left, left or right. Yes. Yeah. You go left, left to get the Yes, yes. 100%. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, 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 like, I Yes, why, agreed. 100%. Why haven't, why haven't they done ghost houses ever again? Like, the ghost houses are like incredible. Right? They're, icon they're iconic. Yeah. Uh, what are you gonna have, they, have they really not done ghost houses again? There's in six in Super Mario 64, there was like a version yeah, of right. the ghost house. Uh, but I it feel wasn't like, like there was only one. I feel like I've been in a ghost house since then. Luigi's Mansion, but I don't think I was that counts. That. Maybe um, one of the new Super Mario uh, Brothers games. Do they do any ghost house levels? I don't know. I'm playing. I don't know. I don't remember. Super Mario something one of the recent ones with my niece right now so i'll let you know if we hit one 3d land apparently okay so like i said i know i've been through one at some point all right anyway that wraps up this week's podcast uh thank you guys so much who were here hanging out with us in the chat thank you so much to those that are listening to this after the fact uh below i want you to let everybody know where they can follow you and follow the site yeah, uh, everyone can follow uh, the work print on your favorite social media platforms, uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Twitch, um, over just uh, search the work print, uh, one word, and you'll be able to find us there. And then you can always visit our website, theworkprint.com, where we have uh, lots of different reviews and news articles dropping. Uh, we just had uh, Mary Fan do a piece on American Born Chinese on Disney+. Plus. Uh, we wrapped up, yeah, which no, I started, uh, which I started watching with my daughter. I uh, like it so far. Okay. I like it so if far. You want to check yeah. it out. Um, Yellow Jackets. Uh, we wrapped up our reviews of that season. 
uh, as well as uh, Marvelous Miss Maisel, which fantastic finale um, uh, to that series. A bunch of Marvel articles. Uh, we also have um, reviews for Clone High um, uh, going live tomorrow, I believe, uh, over uh, which is like the Max reboot um, for that series or revival. I'm not exactly sure. I have to edit that review still. <laughs> um, yeah, no, but there's a lot of good content going up on the site. Uh, be sure to check it out. And then you guys can always follow me at Bilal underscore Mian, uh, B-I-L-A-L underscore M-I-A-N on Twitter. And uh, yeah, uh, and hopefully I can get a stream going soon over on the work print uh, for some One Piece stuff. All right. And what about you, Kevin, a.k.a. My Hero Meta, a.k.a. Shock 2K5? Where can yes, everybody sir. find you and follow <laughs> you and all your content? Which you're, you're pumping out a lot lately, man. Yeah, yeah. Uh, lots going on. Um, been getting blessed uh, from a lot of different avenues. So you got to pay it forward. Um, so you can always find me at Shock2K5 on Twitter, uh, where I will be saying something stupid all the time. And, um, and uh, you can finally find me at MyHeroMeta.com. We've launched the new site. Uh, so all my videos will be there. All the articles will be there. We also are going to start doing some comedy sketches that are related to the my hero academia card game so um we're just gonna be having a good time um yeah all right and as for me you can find me at sunnyvice20 s-u-n-n-y-v-i-c-e-2-0 across pretty much all social media i mentioned during the pre-show that we kevin and i have our online regional this weekend and there is a very good chance that i will be streaming it right here on this site uh, as i go through it um just a heads up, though, it is going to be at least eight rounds, which means it's going to be like nine, nine and a half hours. Uh, there's a strong chance that I don't make it that long. But if you want to come check it out, see me get destroyed, uh, come pop in and watch. That's going to be this Saturday, the 3rd at around 1 p.m. Eastern. Uh, yeah. Yes. Also, thank you guys so much for taking time out and and being on the podcast and doing the show with me. Uh, Kevin, I know you've got a lot between your your day job and all the content you're pumping out. You still figure out a way to get on here. Thank you so much. Uh, oh, yeah. This is the uh, this is the dessert. This is the... Uh, you do all the work to just to come here and chill out with you guys. Man. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is what... I mean, Bilal has been saying, and I have been saying that for the longest time. This does feel like... Truth be told, there are some days where like I've had a rough day or had a rough week, and I'm just like, oh, do I really want to sit in front of the the computer for you know another hour and a half, two hours? And then I do it, and I'm like, oh, this is why I do it, right? This yeah. is like just being able to get to talk about this hobby that we all three of us love with other people who also love it, who don't necessarily have the same viewpoints as us as well. Is like it's it's a gift, man. It really is, and. uh Bilal, all joking aside, I know you give me a hard time about not being able to come, and I am bummed out. I but uh, thank you so much, man, because besides the fact that you take time out to be on here, you also are the one running everything behind the scenes, and that's massive. Thank you, man. Yeah, no problem, man. And look, we still got PAX Unplugged this year. Oh, what yeah, un until oh, another one of your fifth cousins nah. is getting married. Uh, <laughs> if I have a fifth cousin, please find <laughs> out now <laughs> so I can RSVP yeah. no. <laughs> and uh, yeah, until next time. Bye-bye. Bye. All right. I have